Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. We are coming off of a really fun episode just a couple days ago. Ryan and I came on for episode 103. It was a big episode after the trade titled, It's an All-Star Fucking League. You can find that episode or any of our other episodes streaming wherever you get your podcasts. Bringing in my co-host today, as always, Ryan, was good. What is going on? Uh, Eric, I'm surprised you didn't mention. Uh, Eric is uh, recording uh, in my garage right now. Uh, we, we were trying to do our first episode where we were sitting in the same room and it wasn't going so well. And uh, we're kind of in a crunch for time because, you know, we were feeling real motivated after the trade deadline this week. So we're going to go hoop it up tonight. Uh, uh, every Thursday, me and Eric go hoop it up at the uh, the local local church in town uh, with, some, with some guys who've been doing it for a while. So it's a lot of fun. But let me say this, okay? I put out a tweet today. Monty the Magician McNair. Or or what what did you say, Eric? In money in money we trust. Was that the other one? Yeah, dude, phenomenal, man. I mean, the amount of shit that was coming out of some fans after Tyrese Halliburton got traded was it was ludicrous, dude. It was crazy stuff coming out. People talking about money is ruining the franchise, and I don't know how you ruin a franchise that's already ruined. Uh, he's horrible. We need to fire this. This is horrible. This just set the Kings back, and then all of a sudden, you know, Sabonis comes out. 20 and 12 or whatever he did last night and Kings win. And then he makes the trade today. He moves Bagley for, you know, not only Dante DiVincenzo, but Trey Lyles, who who's under contract next year for, for 2 million, a guy who's going to come in and play, you know, guy averages 10 points a game, you know, like three or four rebounds and, and very limited minutes too. It's not, like he plays a lot, you know, so, um, Hey, you know, NBA players, NBA players are here. It was a fantastic trade deadline. Uh, so yeah, Eric, let's hop into it, man. Yeah, I gotta say something. Uh, so I, I as, as you know, I always bring in the episode and kind of got a little format, right? Where I bring in the episode, I kind of say, oh, check out our last episode. But I, I, I know I got, I got this. Check this out. I always go back on Apple Podcasts and just kind of pull up because I forget what shit. When's the last time we recorded? What was the title of this last episode? What episode number? You know, dude, Apple Podcasts, Ryan censored us we've been censored man i i kind of wear it as a badge of honor but we're censored so the last episode was titled it's an all-star fucking league and when i uploaded it that's what i titled it as and you know we're part of the believe podcast network i log into my believe account right now sure shit it says fucking on there i go to spotify it says fucking on there but i go to apple podcast they put a bunch of stars in there dude what the hell that's bullshit man so i just wanted to point that out to the people out there 
a lot of censorship going on in King's Cast ain't no different. You know what I mean? We're, you know, so I just thought that was kind of interesting. I wanted to say that to you as, as I was kind of bringing it in. I was like, damn, like, like that, huh? But damn, I just, I feel like Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. You know, me, uh, us and Joe are the same. Um, on the same level. I'm, I'm really excited to, to come in tonight. We couldn't wait, obviously, uh, because it is uh, our third episode in one week. And, you know, typically, even, even the motto, dude, you know, our, the weekly podcast for fans, but this is the, the, the three times in one week. But that's what, like you said, that's what we got to do when Monty's making moves. And I am glad. I, I think we'll probably even probably do another episode maybe by the end of the weekend. But I'm really glad to be coming in here with the positive vibes to speak positively positively of Monty McNair because man Jesus especially that first episode we did earlier in the week we were like god they better fucking do something and you're like they're not fucking doing nothing and I'm like they, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna and you're like they're not fucking going to and and, and but we had to be level-headed because a lot of people aren't level-headed and I think people listen to our podcast and and look to us for that and we said we got to give them to the deadline before we judge the man and uh yeah man he, he made the moves he made all the moves so you know, to, to break them all down and to talk about them. I don't, I don't know, Ryan, but I want to start off by saying that, yeah, you're right. When you opened up, up there about how people just shitted on him. Um, and I do want to recap a little bit, not the Tyrese Halberton thing exactly, but I do want to talk about a little bit of the blowback that came on Monty before we get into what additional moves he did today. And, uh, you know, we did it. We did the kind of immediate reaction, Halliburton, Sabonis, and all that. Oh, dude, I log on and people are just crying. They're crying, dude. Like one a grown man, I talked about writing, th- thank you, Tyrese. Grown men, dude, 21 year old, thank you, Tyrese, for being here. I, the Indiana Pacers, dude, uh, they, they, they made like a welcome post today. Uh, I suggest you go read it. It's the most ridiculous thread I've ever seen in my life of people that are just like literally please take care of him. Please take care of our guy, you know? And he's like, they didn't want me, man. You know, remember like the first Vince Bell there? Like, why don't they want me? Why don't they? He's like, as I thought of, but, um, but, uh, and King's friends, we did, we literally in the third, we did want you Tyrese. We did want you. And people, there's a whole thread of people just going after Mike Mirror, like, fuck you fucking fire. And, and again, just always emotional, always emotional, but dude, he made the right fucking move, dude. And that shit looked great on the court the other day. It's exciting. And after it's, it's crazy, dude, how people are just swayed so easy after one game. Well, maybe I jumped too soon. Even people, I mean, Kyle Draper, our guy, Kyle Draper, even on the TV, he's like, you know, immediately I was kind of bummed, but, you know, now I'm coming around to it. Yeah, no fucking shit you're coming around to it. You know, and give money that credit, bro. Give money that credit. You all went after him. It's crazy. You owe that man an apology. You know, you know, the, who was it? All those Kings Herald people that were, that were upset. They were part of that. Uh, just all, like you said, Draper, local media was really, really, really upset. And you have to give Monty McNair props for this, okay? Because nobody's talking about this, right? Everybody was talking about tank, tank, tank. We can't get rid of our picks. We can't strap ourselves financially moving forward. Sacramento did none of that. We have all of our picks, right? We have all of our picks, okay? Financially, we're better off right now financially than we were three days ago, okay? It, it, and our roster is better, literally, our, our roster is better than it was three days ago. Okay. They, they went in and what was, what was the big issue? What everybody was talking about? Well, we need wings. We need wings. We need this. They took care of that. Dante DiVincenzo, good two-way player. Okay. Struggled with this shot this year. He's coming off injuries. 
great wing defender. Okay. Uh, Holiday, long, can score a little bit, plays really good defense, can play the two and the three, right? Jeremy Lamb, six, seven guy. I think he's six, 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 probably long, can shoot the three, can play multiple positions, plays defense, right? Sabonis, who you guys, all these people were hating. You saw what Sabonis can do. Okay. And for everybody that loved and just drooled over the average ass pick and roll from Rashawn Holmes and Tyrese Halliburton, this Fox and Sabonis pick and roll with no practice the other night was lethal. Absolutely lethal. King's got a fucking all-star dude. And there's, you know, I, I, I talked about on the podcast the other night and I kept saying this, King's got an all-star without giving up any of their picks and strapping themselves financially for the next two years. What is the fucking issue, people? What is the issue? And then McNair comes back again today and makes another great move, right? Me and Eric were, were Bagley fans, okay? I, I thought I think Bagley's really talented. I think he's young. I think he's got a lot of promising future. He It wasn't going to work here in Sacramento. There was no way they were going to bring him back, okay? Not a chance. He didn't want to be here. So you move off of him, and and not only do you just move off him, you get three NBA players, okay? One of the guys, you know, DiVincenzo, he's going to be a restricted free agent. We've got his rights. We're going to have to resign him, but he's not going to cost us that much, okay? Uh, Trey Laos, $2 million next year. Josh Jackson, expiring con- contracts, okay? Like, I, I don't understand how people can hate on this, and, and it, I, I really wanted to come on here and put it into perspective. We have the financial flexibility, we have our picks, and we have a better fucking roster than we did three days ago. So everybody can eat a big old bag of shit. That's how oh, I Oh, geez, I thought you were going to say a bag of dicks, and I was going to fucking yeah. love that. But I said it, so I guess we that 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 counts, you know? Um, it seems sometimes like people want to like live in that space that like, it's like maybe they've been bad so long. They just, they love the pain. They love the fucking bullshit. I I don't know. And the whole thing, obviously we, we said it the other day, it, it made no sense to me, but a lot of people still doubling down on their position, doubling down. They're trying. It's almost like fans out there, instead of just like taking a step back and taking a look at, of what the bright side is on this and the upside, which is pretty much everything here for, for what you listed out. It seems like a lot of people are like just committed to be right. And I tell you, know, I told someone, dude, you're just, you're trying to just be right, bro. You're not trying to get this right. You're not trying to understand this. You're not trying to see this. It's, it's still like, well, Fox is bro. Fox, dude, dude, you know, I dude, chill. That's why I tell people yeah. chill, dude. Fox, Hey, Fox is fucking good. You know, I told someone the other day, it's like uh, going into last season, I think Darren Fox to start the season last year was 22. He turned 23 in the middle of the season and he finished with 25 points a game, dude, just last year. Um, even the other day, dude, the, in the in the L that, they, you know, the, when no one's at 29 points, seven assists. Yeah, look, at, look, look at the two games since, it's, since it's he's like, been on ball Fox. It's, it's And it's like, man, people, people are like – they want to find something wrong to me. And it even more so than the, the love for Halliburton. Go ahead, man. You got your favorite players. I have my favorite players throughout NBA history too, dude. And I root for those, those, those players too. But um, at the end of the day, I told them I'm a Kings fan. Like I'm a Kings fan, you know, and, and this was the best for the Kings. And, but even through all of that, and, and it's the Halliburton stuff. It's like, they don't want to get behind. They want to find these flaws in Fox. And it's like, I, I, to me, I, 
I, at some point I can't argue anymore. I can't argue with people. I can't, I can't try to convince people. It, I can't try to convince people. It's really, it's really, really weird. There's a lot of receipts out there on a lot of people right now, a lot of receipts. And, um, you know, I get it for the fans that are emotional, but for some of the people out there who really cover the team that went there, it, it, it was baffling. And, and I think again, this is the, this is funny. The same people who talked about tanking are the same people who supported the overpaying of homes. It never happened. Are the same people who, who cheered uh, uh, against this trade. It's the same people. It's the same fucking people with the same trash fucking takes. It's, and and you, you know, if the Kings had passed up an offer like this, that's, the, that's a Kings move. That's a Kings move. Trading, trading Halbert. that was not a Kings move. You know, that was, that was not it. So, I just think that the correlation of the people that want the tank, they want the, the bogey's second best player build all, all the bad takes that have come over the earth. There's a real, there's like pick a side. You're on that side or you're on this side. Right. But I, honestly, I'd rather be in this position right now than some tank ass team a year ago, dude. Yeah. This, this roster has a lot of talent on it. It, it really does. And, you know, all the, you know, the big, the big thing was everybody was like, oh, I guess we're going for the 10th, the 10th seed. I guess we're going for the plan. And I don't necessarily, you know, yeah, they're trying to win. Okay. But McNair accomplished two goals. Okay. He didn't tank, like he said, but he also didn't mortgage the future. Okay. He, he didn't mortgage the future. You have your picks, you have Davion, you know, who's 22. You have De'Aaron Fox, who's 25. You have Sabonis, who's 25. Metu's 25. You know, like, what you know, Divincenzo 23, and the team's better, you know. So you didn't mortgage the future, you didn't strap yourself financially, and you got better. You accomplished, you know, there was us who were saying, Hey, just get better, you know, and there was people saying, Hey, let's take and not mortgage the future. McNair got better and he didn't mortgage the future. It is the best of both worlds from what everybody wanted. You know, me and you, you know, we value cap flexibility and, and not strapping yourself, bad team, strapping yourself, you know, on the cap. That's, that's one of the worst moves you can do. That's how Sacramento ended up in Sacramento for the last 15 years. But he, he accomplished, you know, both sides of it. He got better and he didn't mortgage the future or the cap. And, you know, for if, again, if you can't see that dude, like, if you can't see that, then you should probably stay off Twitter. You should probably stay out of Kingsland. You you shouldn't you shouldn't be talking basketball. Go educate yourself a little bit because the moves that he made, Sacramento is better. They're going to be better in the future because of these moves. All right, and and if you can't get past your feelings for a guy who played 109 games, okay, in your town, 109 games, buddy played triple that. You know, if you can't, if you can't get past 109 games, dude, there's, you know, I, what, what are you going to do? You don't know basketball. Sorry. So it's funny because um, it's not, it's not fucking baseball. You see this a lot in baseball where like, oh, we're going to play for the wild card in baseball. And so we're going to go trade for a big arm or, a, you know, a, uh, somebody we can kind of fit in our lineup so that if we get in a postseason run, we get a relief pitch or something. We're kind of going all in. And then that's it. That's not what's happening here. And so when people say, oh, they're doing all this just to get into the playing game. Well, I said this the other day. Look at guys, recognize your position. Okay. You're the fat fucking loser dude who can't even get a date. Let's just try to get a date, bro. Let's you know what I mean? Let's just, let's start off with getting a date. Let's start with, let's get in. 
that's an okay target to get into the playing game is is a is a for this franchise for this pathetic losing worst ran franchise that it's been is a pretty good target and you can all say whatever the fuck you want but if they get into the playing game you're all going to be excited about it and it, when the, and whatever happens when they get into the off season you know sure shit you're going to be excited about it okay so back back off on that and like again it's it's a good move for this year but it's not about this year it's really about building a team we talked about the other day when you trade for guys that are in their mid 20s instead of leaning guys that are 20 21 you accelerate your team's timeline a couple years and that's what they did so with the like you're saying with the cap flexibility the draft assets you're telling me that if the kings kind of go aggressive again like monty just did at this deadline with multiple moves and they do that in the offseason you're telling me we're not going into next year with some real optimism to be able to compete like we're, we're i can say we're not gonna be we're gonna optimistic that next year we're not gonna be in these stretches of cheering for a team that's going two and 14 stretches two oh and nine losing we're not you know i'm optimistic of that we're gonna be better than that and that's all you really can hope for when you have rising stars and, and I'd much rather be in that place, man. I'd much, and I don't think people want to be in that place. I think people would much rather just cheer for their guy or pull for their guy than anything. And um, so, you know, that, that's, I don't know. Do you have anything to say? Cause I, I want to move us on to another topic. I got something in my brain I want to ask you about. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's, let's move forward. No, no, no need to beat a dead bush. Yeah, a dead bush. Is that a thing? Or a dead is bush. it a dead What did I say? A dead horse. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. I, I heard someone say the other day, like, I forget. They, like That's the, so the, dumb. You, they're like, you can't put the fruit back in the bowl. And I'm like, you can. I think you can put the fruit in the bowl. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. What did I just the, say, dude? That's hilarious. I don't Yeah, those that isms. Yeah. yeah. So you, I think, I don't know about the bush, man, but. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what just came out of my mouth, man. Let's keep, well, it, keep it moving. No, it's all funny though because when you do a podcast, people people kind of laugh or whatever judge. You know, I saw I I talk really fast sometimes. I'm like a, a my thoughts work faster than my mouth, and I mumble or I don't finish sentences. And I do have to sometimes be very aware of like, okay, stop and finish what you're saying because no one knows what's in your brain. You know, so pod, podcasting people, you know, there's a little bit to it. You got to take your time. Okay, the topic I want to move us to though, is, I want to spend a little bit of time on Marvin Bagley. Because with with the whirlwind of acquisitions and departures, that that's getting kind of lost in it. And I don't know how many episodes we're going to dedicate in the future to that. But Marvin Bagley, you know, it's not getting um, it, it. It's I don't know. I'm gonna say it's not getting talked about, but it's not really the main talking point. So it's no secret. Ryan and I, big, we've been big uh, Bagley fans. I think that Bagley's got kind of a raw deal here. Um, and I'll preface this, Ryan, because I know we're crunching this one in it tonight. So. We, we, Ryan and I have always thought that Bagley has had a raw deal. When you draft a guy number two overall, the expectation is you go all in and build around that guy. And I feel like, and Ryan, you know, you probably feel like this too, that when he came in, the Kings kind of just threw him out there with everybody and was kind of just like, go ahead, man, carry your weight, be a part of the guys. And if not, you're going to get hurt. Well, what the fuck, man? Or you're not contributing to, you're not moving the needle. Oh, all right. We're going to, and we're going to turn on you. Right. It's like, it was kind of unrealistic, for, especially for his age. He's so young. His statistical baseline, I think, is really good. I think his ceiling's really high. And I actually think that I'm. it's one of those things on the side. I don't root for other teams. I could give a fuck about their success or anything. And I'm not one of those people that's attached to players. Obviously, if you listen to us, you know that's not Ryan and I. But uh, just I, I'm, 
I'm going to watch Bagley. I think that dude's going to tear it up in Detroit. I really do. I really optimistic because that's a team right now who he's learned his, his lessons. He's gone through his tough bullshit and it's a young shitty team with a lot of top, uh, with a top tier prospect in Kate Cunningham. And they're going to give him probably that patience he deserves. They're going to allow him to make mistakes on the court he deserves and to carve out a role for himself that he deserves to act, to get to where he needs to be because they're just not in a position of urgency. Would you kind of agree with all that? Yeah, hundred percent. This, this is best case scenario for Marvin. <laughs> it really is. And, you know, as much as I, you know, I think his potential is and how athletic he is and, you know, the, the tools that he has, I mean, it, best case scenario, dude, you know, it wasn't going to work here in Sacramento. It's obvious, you know, he, he did, it sucks that they couldn't have drafted him this year, right? With this, with this managerial staff in place, you know, he, he just happened to come to the worst brand franchise in American sports. And it was so polarizing because he was drafted in front of Luca and uh, you know, Luca was so good, so quick. Uh, but like I said, best case scenario, man, he's going to play a shit ton of minutes in Detroit. Like this guy should be playing 30 plus minutes a night for the rest of the season. Detroit's going to see, Right, because he's going to be a restricted free agent. Detroit's going to see what they have in him. He is going to play, and he's going to play a lot. And and I, you know, we all know his defensive woes, but I really, you know, you give that guy thirty minutes on a bad team, he's going to put up. You know, I, I was telling Eric for us, I was like, I would not be surprised if he averages. You know, I, I said twenty points, but that's kind of that's crazy. Uh, you know, I, I would not be surprised if we look back at the end of the season and everyone's like, oh, man, since February 10th, Marvin Bagley averaged, you know, 17 points and 11 rebounds. Like, I, I would not be surprised at all. Um, and I think it's going to happen. But, you know, granted, he's on a bad team. But, you know, like you said, they're going to give him the room to grow. He's going to he's going to be able to make mistakes on that team. They're not they're not fucking trying to win, dude. You know, they're trying to get the number one pick again to pair with Bagley and Cade Cunningham. So. Um, best case scenario for that guy. It's you know, I gotta hope the best, I guess, right? Yeah, I haven't looked at like Detroit fans' feedback or anything, but it, I would assume if I was a Detroit fan, I'd be very excited. I mean, the guy's what's Bagley? 23, 22, 22, 22. My god, dude. You know, that's that's a thing to, that we've always said, and we'll repeat again since it's kind of his uh, farewell or sayonara or whatever the fuck. But it's like, dude, people used to get drafted in the NBA at 22. Davion Mitchell, right? That's the thing. He's isn't he? He's older. He's older than Bagley. Is that correct, Ryan? Um, you I can think look it they're up the same age. I'll I'll look right now. Nevertheless, um, it's close, right? And I think he's older. I think he's older. Davion Mitchell's twenty three. Yeah. So that it's just like with Bagley, it's always been about context and people and it's about context. And here's the thing: people like to twist that. Right, they're like, well, context. He was taking over Luca. I mean, context in him, in him, his self, his role, his position, his age, and everything as an individual. Not comparing him to other people. If you take it in context, he got here really young. Playing big man in the NBA is tough. Playing with thirty minutes as a skinny young kid is tough. Um, he got banged up. He got injuries. They babied him. That's kind of that was his story for a couple. They babied him, man. And guys get hurt. It's unfortunate. Guys do get hurt. It's it's the, t- the tale of two players, of two forwards, dude. We talk about Jaron Jackson. We talk about him. And one guy, it's okay, man. We're going to let you work through it. We're going to support you. Bagley, not the case. We're not going to support you. 
you know, toughen up, suck it up. And, and, and true, Ryan, true. A lot of people, his family, particularly his dad, uh, was no help at all. But that's that we've talked about. That's the AAU era. That's going to be more common. I mean, it's all it's all bad when Bagley's dad does it. But uh, Rashawn Holmes's mom's on Twitter every fucking day and people are about that life. So, you know, wh- wh- what's that about, man? I think about that double standard. OK, so. You know, the Bagley thing, ultimately, at the end of the day, you chalk it up as a failure. I think people knew that right away because it was obvious they picked the wrong guy. But it is what it is. Move the fuck on. See, that that mentality, Ryan, is the difference between winning franchises, professional franchises, and loserville with a complex Sacramento Kings. That's the difference. Winning franchises, they get the guy, doesn't work, they move on, the franchise moves on. The Kings they get hung up they get emotional they hold him down it's just <laughs> so it's been about Bagley this whole time oh we need him so much to... it's just man everyone never never chilled out on the guy and i felt bad for him quite a bit and honestly if i were 21 years old i i ryan we'd come in here and talk about the shit we were doing at 21 if i had all these asshole idiots in kingsland ripping me because my shit i can't even walk and the team's telling me that i can't i can't go on the court and perform and all I'm getting is hate, getting called whatever you're getting called. You tell me you wouldn't snap back a little bit, dude. You tell me you wouldn't feel some type of way a little bit, man. So put that in context, man. Put that in context. And I think Mag- Bagley's going to do really well. And I hope I hope he does. And I think people will look back one day and be like, ah, man, maybe we should have been a little bit more patient. But nevertheless, we're moving on. It doesn't really matter at this point because he ain't about it. Um, I got something else I want to hit us with, Ryan. We, we've said forever. And I know you said this on the show going into the year. Everybody on the roster was eligible to be traded except for Aaron Fox. Aaron Fox, dude. And here we here we are. Buddy's gone. Bagley's gone. And honestly, not that Holmes got traded, but Holmes is probably going to get moved to the bench. And I, we can talk about that next episode and see if that actually does happen. We can go into that. But you know, a year ago, everyone committed to this lineup, stuck on this lineup, stuck on these players. Look at the last man standing, you know? Look at the last man standing. I just wanted to point that out, dude, as the trade deadline came to a close. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've kind of just been about that the whole time, right? Darren Fox was clearly the best player on the team um, dating back to to last year. And probably for the last, you know, it's probably the third year in a row where he's been the best player on the roster. Um, so... There's not really much. What else are you going to say? Right. Like all these people can bitch and complain and they can cry about it. But at the end of the day, um, the franchise uh, agreed with us. Right. Monty McNair agreed. And, um, you know, he I have no reason. You know, I have all the trust in Monty now. Um, you know, I, I'll come on here and say that I, I, I said I'd give until February 10th. We gave until February 10th. The roster is in a better place now than it was three days ago. So uh, kudos to him. Uh, but yeah, you know, now I, I, I guess I should say this, you know, I said Darren Fox is the best player on the roster. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Devonta Sabonis is really fucking good. He is really good. So a lot to be happy about this week, man. I know we came on here kind of in a rush today. You know, we never really have an agenda, but today we really, really didn't have an agenda. It was more like, we got to put something out. We got to let people know how we feel about the trades and stuff. And uh, so I'm happy, man. Let's, let's move forward. There's how many games left? 20, 
25. So got 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 to finish strong, man. We'll see where we're at the end of the year. Uh yeah, the you know, I I, I want I was thinking like what am I to follow up with because I had a couple things in my brain, but it's tough cuz some of the, the tangents I can go into I know we want to explore more in depth once we see the lineup on the court. So it's like I don't really I don't know what I'm going to project. A lot of people are projecting a lineup um some people are saying DiVincenzo is going to start and that Holiday is going to start and they're going to put Sabonis at center and Barnes at power forward. I, I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe Lamb starts, maybe Davion Mitchell starts. I, I, I don't know. I don't really want to speculate and take the time and like rush that in a couple of minutes. I think we'll kind of have to wait and see. Um, one thing I am excited o- overall, Ryan, and, and I'll ask you about this is that I think that big men, and I got this theory, uh, big men in, in, in the NBA, you know, especially in the last bunch of years, no matter how good you can be, you are, you, I, I think that because they don't have the ball at the perimeter, they don't distribute and, and it's tougher for them to initiate scoring on their own. Um, they can only make so much of an imp- impact. And that's why like DeMarcus cousins tenure here was as wasn't, I don't believe it was as successful as it could have been because he didn't have that guy on the outside. You know, a big man has a big man paired with a smaller guy is very dangerous. Right. And, and that's, what's exciting. The big man, small man pairing has been a staple of the NBA for the history of the NBA, he, he, he really it has, um, and so that that's what is excites me. The the I'm curious. You, you know, we don't do game breakdown, even though you know we we have our feelings. But just watching a little bit of the game the other day, having the inside guy who can pass, who can score inside, who gets that screens inside, and the outside guy. I'm I'm really excited to see the Kings offense, dude. I mean, we were watching a game a couple. I think last week you and I were watching the game before we went and hooped. And we were watching. Remember, it's like everybody standing the perimeter, pass, let me dribble, pass. It, it, it was just kind of, uh. And I'm excited to kind of see the the movement and see what the lineups look like. It's like, you know, at the start of the season when it, when everyone's like excited to see what's get what they're gonna do and what the rotations. It's kind of nice that it's been a shitty, shitty six weeks, and we kind of get that excitement, uh, you know, again on this uh, mid season, if you will, or whatever, right? Yeah, for sure. I. Mean, Hey, the roster's deep, dude. Uh, they do have to cut two people. They they, they made the, they made the cuts. They made the cuts. Oh, did dude. they? Did they? I didn't, yeah. I didn't see that. Okay. So okay. they cut Ra- Ramsey and Woodard. Jemias Ramsey and Woodard. Ooh, thank God. Well, you, you know what I'll say this about this dude quickly is that how many times have you gone on and had debates? I had someone someone argue with me about Louis King, and I've had arguments about Woodard, and he's like, "Well, we should might as well just put him in to see what we've got, guys." This is this is an example. I don't want to have that argument with you anymore. When it talks about when it talks about Woodard, and he's, that's, it, that's it, why it, I said thank God. I was yeah, like, it I'm, proves I'm the point, it, dude. I'm just throw him out there and see what he can do. He fucking sucks for an NBA player. Let's just throw that in context. He doesn't fucking suck, but NBA standards, uh, he's not too. Yeah, well, let's keep a real take, a, a good take, right? I say they're just not immune movers. They're borderline NBA players. They may yeah, not even be NBA players. Yeah, they're G League players. Maybe player. if they develop, they can find their place on a roster, but they're not going to be staples of a rotation ever, no. especially for a team that really you know wants to win. But a fun episode, man. I'm really glad we were coming out here three times in one week. I know the people appreciated good feedback this week on all the episodes. Kingsland's juiced. Everybody's juiced. Kingscast is juiced. I, I'm excited to look forward to the game this Saturday, you know, um, and for sure, man. And Monty, we trust, right, Ryan? So, hey, guys, we appreciate you listening. If you ever want to interact or be part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us 
You can find Ryan and I on Twitter and Facebook at Kingstacks Eric and at Kingstacks Ryan. And we're very active on there. If you want to support the show, slide down on Apple Podcasts, even though they censored us today. But slide down after the show. Give us a five-star review. Uh, let us know that you're liking the show um, and help us grow so we can get to more Kings fans just like you. So with that for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Kings. This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.